And I get the great privilege of bringing the word of the Lord to you this morning, which I'm very thankful for because I really do feel like God laid something on my heart. And I do want to let you know, uh, this is not a, this is actually pretty short message. It's probably going to be like 20 minutes. It'll be the shortest church you had all week, uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks, probably. And, um, and it's, but it's the word of the Lord. He's good. Amen. A lot of scripture you'll see on there. It's like the longest notes you've ever seen, but the shortest message <laughs> you'll see. It's like two pages of notes. Oh my gosh. No, it's, um, it's a short message. Don't be intimidated by that long list of notes on the front and back. Well, let's just stand up as we read the word of the Lord this morning. And let me just let the, the lovely people that put up the scriptures in the back, you don't have to keep up with me because there's, you know, 30 to 40 scriptures. So maybe the first one and then in the last one at the end. So don't worry about putting them all up and keep it up with me. You'll just never get a breath back there. All right. All right, Proverbs 2, verse 1 through 5. My son, if you receive my words and treasure your, my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to, to understanding, yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your presence that's in this place already this morning. But I'm asking, Holy Spirit, that you would come upon me to be able to uh, communicate that which you've laid upon my heart this morning. I really need you, Holy Spirit, to come. Lord, I thank you that your word is already anointed and it stands alone by itself forever and ever. But God, I just ask for grace to be able to communicate. And Lord, I ask that your word would go forth with power. Lord, that we would have a new and fresh revelation of the fear of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. This message is actually not, uh, I, I don't think that any one message could ever encompass the fear of the Lord. It's a very broad, wide, and deep topic. And so this message is just some, a general, like a little scratching of the surface, like the tip of the ice, the proverbial iceberg. And uh, just to uh, maybe wet your appetite. Maybe you've not hear, Maybe you've just heard these statements: the fear of the Lord, or you know, maybe you really don't know. Well, this let this be a challenge to you to take this and go deeper and go study it out yourself. It's fascinating. You know, when you hear the word. Uh, oh, and they're on your notes there. You're just going to have to keep up with me because I uh, they're long. Okay, just keep up with me. Hopefully, I'll say all the parts that go in there. But if I don't, you get to go back and do it yourself. Well. What do we think of when we think of the word fear? I mean, first, the first thought that I would have would be that my own human response to fear, you know, the fight or flight syndrome, uh, there's storms or natural disasters or anything like that. There's the, there's that fe uh, feeling of fear and dread, terror, even, uh, there's the fear of man where we, change the way, what we do or the things that we say or behaviors so that we can feel accepted by others. And the Lord says that's a snare. We don't want to have that type of fear. Uh, and when we talk about the fear of the Lord, that also talks about a bunch of different things. I mean, that's a whole uh, different bunch of different levels of that type of fear, you know. Um, but we're going to be talking today about 
the like the reverence and the awe kind of fear. Well, we'll be we be addressing a few of those different things. Okay, so you know, in Christ it says that all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, they're all in Christ in Colossians two three. And I want to understand the fear of the Lord. His word teaches us the fear of the Lord. In Proverbs nine verse ten it says, "When we have the fear of the Lord, we have wisdom." Right? It says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And I don't know about you, but I want to have the fear of the Lord. I want to understand His ways. I want to walk more holy before Him. One of the uh, central themes of the entire Old Testament, hand in hand with the first commandment, which is not to have any other gods before Him, is the fear of the Lord. If you go back, go back and read, there's just tons of scripture about the fear of the Lord. And um, what does it mean to fear the Lord? It means uh, that we need to fear his anger. We do need, he does get angry. God does get angry. He's a jealous God. He gets angry over sin. He gets angry over evil things. Uh, Psalm 90 says, who knows the power of your anger? For as the fear of you, so is your wrath. B, it means that we need to hold the Lord, hold God in reverence and awe, which is um, like having a mixture of wonder and awe, like a reverential trust. Like we, we, we trust him, but we're also, there's this reverence. I don't know any other way to explain that to you. Um, it's like a reverential trust. It means that we need to depart from and hate evil. You know, when you have the fear of the Lord, Proverbs 8, 13. So there's some scriptures on there that I'm not going to read and you can just go read them yourself, but for the sake of time and, um, but, but Proverbs 8, 13, I don't think I have written in your notes. I don't know. Uh, it says that the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth. I hate says the Lord. Something happens in the heart of the believer when you begin to actually have that fear and reverence of the Lord. You begin, it just kind of happens. The deeper in revelation that you grow with that fear of the Lord is that you do begin to hate evil. You do begin to hate things. And you do believe, you do begin to turn away and you don't want to do the evil things. Um, you know, God is love. He hates evil. He hates sin. And the reason he hates it is because it separates us from him. Number one, thank God for Jesus. He sent Jesus so that we could be reunited with him. Amen. But it also destroys the object of his love. And the object of his love is you and me. It means that we need to keep his commands and walk in his ways and obey his voice and walk uprightly. When you fear the Lord, you want to walk uprightly before him. That desire is in there. Proverbs 14.2 says that whoever fears the Lord walks uprightly, but those who despise him are devious in their ways. E, it means that you need to trust him. Proverbs 14, 26, 6 says, In the fear of the Lord, there is confidence, and his children will have a place of refuge. Letter F, it says that it means that we need to serve him. When I first got saved, and I found out who God was, and I experienced his power and his presence in my life, there's, there was an automatic 
response? Why do you, why do you think people are here volunteering at the church hours and people spend all these long hours? It's because there's a love, there's a fear of God that happens in your heart and you want to serve him. It's a natural response. You want to serve God. You want to serve this great king, this one who's done so much for us. Amen? All right. Uh, let's see. G, it means that we praise him and we declare his works. There's a number of scriptures there. Um, you know, a lot of you know the testimony of what's happened with Pastor Daniel and I. You know, for years and years, we used to write on our envelopes. We had, we got saved. We had a very... Um, intense, I'll just say past. We had a huge yoke of debt on our lives from foolish things that we did before we knew Christ. And it was such a yoke of bondage in our life. I mean, God was a great provider and he provided for us. We didn't file bankruptcy. We were responsible and we were paying on our bills, but it was a heavy yoke. And for years and years, we were faithful to tithe and we would write on our envelope, debt cancellation, debt, freedom from debt. We believed that God was going to set us free from debt. And a couple years ago, literally our entire debt was wiped out in one day. In one day, our entire debt was, we're talking like $60,000. When that happened, that is, that is the work of God. God did that. There's no way in my own flesh. I mean, we prayed and believed, but, but when that happened, I, I was so in awe of God, but also had such a reverence and on. I was so humbled. Like I wanted to get on my face because of the fear. It was just, I don't, do you understand what I mean? I mean, oh my God, I was so humbled by that. You cannot separate his works from who he is. Isn't that true? He's victory. His name is just some of them. He's victory. He's our healer. He's our provider. Those are just some of them, right? You cannot separate his works. So we have to praise him and declare his great works when we have the fear. It says in verse, uh, in Psalm 54, verse nine, it says, I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. He has delivered me out of all trouble and my eye has seen his desire upon my enemies. You know, if you choose to fear the Lord, there's some great promises that come with it. In fact, the greatest blessings come and promises come to the people who fear the Lord. I mean, all the great, of all the great things that could happen in life, and you know, in some people's minds, thinks, oh, millions of dollars, I would solve all my problems. No, that's not, it's not. You can't put a price on the blessings that come when you actually fear the Lord. And, and personally, well, we're going to talk about personally, and then what happens as a church body, what happens. So personally, when you fear the Lord, it helps, it, it, he helps you not to sin. He helps you. You don't want to hurt his heart. When you have a fear and reverence of God, you do not, there's a relationship that happens. And, and it takes time and, you know, deeper levels of revelation that you start to walk in. But you don't want to hurt his heart, you know? Um, Proverbs 14, 7 says, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. You know, his word, which is where we really learn to hear the word or fear the word of the, or fear the Lord, the word of the Lord. It says, um, it says, I've hidden your heart word in my heart so I might not sin against you. Number two, it says that God is going to deliver you from your enemies. He's a great deliverer. Psalm 34 verse 7 says, the angel of the Lord encamps about those who fear him and he delivers them. He does deliver. He's the great deliverer. <laughs> um, you will have wisdom if you have the fear of the Lord. 
right? Says Psalm 25, who is the man that fears the Lord? Him he shall teach in the way he chooses. He shall dwell in prosperity and his descendants shall inherit the earth. Revelation is given to people who fear the Lord. Wisdom is given to people who fear the Lord. You will be honored if you fear the Lord. Psalm 15, 4 says, the Lord honors, uh, or let's see, who despises a vile person but honors those who fear the Lord and keeps an oath even when it hurts and does not change their mind. The Lord honors you when you keep an oath, when you fear the Lord, even when it hurts. Okay, you're going to have God's mercy. Psalm 14, uh, 147 verse 11 says, The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him and delight in his mercy. I need God's mercy. (laughs) I thank God every day for his mercy. He doesn't give us what we deserve. Okay, you're going to be blessed if you fear the Lord. Psalm 128, this is not in your notes, but Psalm 128 verses 1 and 4, it says, Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord. Not just some of the people that fear the Lord. Not just like two or three of you that fear the Lord, but blessed is everyone that fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. And verse 4 says, Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. God will answer your prayers when you fear him. <clears throat> he fulfills the desire of those who fear him. It says in Psalm 145, verse 19, He will hear their cry and save them. He will give you a long life. Who wants to live a long life? A long, healthy life in the earth. Right? It says Proverbs 10, 27, The fear of the Lord prolongs your days, and the, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. If you have the fear of the Lord, you're going to be healed. Malachi 4.2, but you, to you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings and you shall go out and grow like stall fed calves. When you have the fear of the Lord, number 10, he's going to give you true rest. Proverbs 19.23 says, the fear of the Lord leads to life and then one rests content, untouched by trouble. Oh, God, give me fear, the fear of the Lord. You'll also inherit the earth, it says in number 11. Uh, who then are those who fear the Lord? He will instruct them in the way they should choose. They will spend their days in prosperity. Their descendants will inherit the land. And the Lord confides in those who fear him and makes his covenant known to him. Your children will be blessed. That's your children right there. Your generations. The importance of training your kids. For those of you who do not, you might just come to church and depend on church to train your kids up in the way that they should go. You need to train your children in the things of the Lord. You need to have an altar in your home where you're spending time teaching them the fear of the Lord, teaching them his word, praying, teaching them to have that lifestyle. Don't just depend on church to do it. Bring them to children's ministry. You have to teach them to have the fear of the Lord. It's, uh, the, de- the generations are dependent on that, right? Okay, you're going to be happy if you have the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 28, 14 says, Blessed is the one who always trembles before God, but whoever hardens their heart shall fall into trouble. Well, those are some of the promises personally that we have when we fear the Lord. But as a church, when we have the fear of the Lord... And we come together corporately. If all of us have the fear of the Lord, then true repentance is going to begin to take place. People are going to be convicted of their sin. The presence of the Lord will come. There's going to be releases of his miracle power, like it says, uh, like number two right there. In uh, the book of Acts, chapter five, says, through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. The church will grow when there's the fear of the Lord.
Acts 19.31, it talks, um, uh, Paul went somewhere, it says that the church grew in the fear, uh, they lived in the fear of the Lord and they continued to grow steadily. The church is going to grow. When you live in the fear of the Lord, people see the blessings that are on your life. People want to be a part of that. And God just does a, a miraculous thing. That's already happening. People are having the fear of the Lord in this house. Amen? Well, what is God saying to us this morning? See, I told you it was going to be kind of a short message. <laughs> Did you have your coffee? You can have, even have time to go get coffee before the next service. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, what is God saying to us? You know, um, as I was just thinking and... I mean, I have to go back. I'm just going to go back and like camp out on this for a long time. This, it's such a profound thing, the fear of the Lord. You know, I, I, the first thing is, is that we need to evaluate our hearts. We need to continually, it's not just something that you do like once a month or Lord, we have to contend to have the fear of the Lord. We need to cry out to God for a fresh revelation of, of the fear of the Lord. We want to live holy. And in our, in our country and uh, the way this world is right now, I just see a watering down of the word of God, a watering down of conviction things, so many things that are, seem to be okay to people these days that are not okay. They're not okay with God. And which brings me to my next message, which says, don't mistake his grace for tolerance. He's a just God. He sees every single thing that we do. And, and he might, if you might not have the repercussions of what you're doing now, but they're coming. I mean, he's, you know what I mean? He, he's a, he's a mighty and just God. And if you open up your Bibles to Malachi 3.16, Toby, as you come, or Minister Michael, or whoever, <clears throat> This scripture just, I don't know, it's, it's amazing to me. 3.16, Malachi 3.16, it says, Then they that fear the Lord spoke often to one another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him that, that for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. They shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. In that day, when I make up my jewels, I will spare them as a man spares his own son that serves him. Then you will return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serves God and him that doesn't serve God. That makes me shake in my boots. Does that make, not make you shake in your boots? He sees it all. There's a scroll, there's remembrance, there's a book of remembrance about the fear of the Lord. Those that walk in the fear of the Lord. <clears throat> You know, the fear of the Lord is a gift from God. And, uh, you know, this morning, you have, to, you have to choose to walk in the fear of the Lord, but it's a gift that comes from Him. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's actually a gift that comes from Him. You know, you can cry out for that gift. God, give me the fear of the Lord. God, give me the fear of the Lord. Lord, awaken my heart to the fear of the Lord. Give me revelation of what it is to walk in the fear of the Lord. In this day, in this hour, he, he needs us. I mean, we, we need to walk in the fear of the Lord. He doesn't need us. He wants us, but he, he doesn't need us like that. He created us to walk in fellowship with him. So why don't you just stand to your feet for a moment? You know, I'm so thankful that, um, you know, when I got saved, I was looking for... Well, I was looking for, he put that hunger in me to, to look for him. 
And when I found him, he put a burning, uh, my heart like burns and longs to see him, to, to experience his presence. My heart burns. You know, when you read the word of God or you hear something that just rings so true in your spirit, does your heart not burn? Maybe, I mean, and it doesn't, I have to say that it doesn't always burn like that, but I'm praying, God, it can burn like that if you continue to contend for the burn, for the burn, your burning heart, for a heart that burns for the righteousness of God, for the fear of the Lord. And I just want to pray for that for you this morning. But before I do, I just want to take a moment and maybe this whole thing is just new to you, like... Maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you don't even know God. How can you have the fear of the Lord like this if you don't even know him? And so I just want to give an opportunity this morning as we bow our heads and as we pray, people praying and eyes closed, we just want to take a moment this morning and just say, and I just want you to raise your hand. If you want to give your heart to Jesus this morning, maybe it's for the first time. Maybe you just want to make a recommitment this morning to God. Maybe you want to make sure that you are going to heaven one day when you pass away into eternity. You want to make sure you're going to heaven. At the count of three, I just want you to lift your hand right now and we're going to pray for you. One, two, three. Just lift your hand up right now real high so I can see it. Praise God. I see that hand over there. I see that hand. Thank you, Lord. Let's just pray right now and repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for my sins. Thank you that he rose again on the third day so that I could have a new life. Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my heart, come into my life, be my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live for you. Thank you for afraid. Thank you for another chance. Give me the fear of the Lord and help me to live, uh, walk with you. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, we're going to do a couple more things. I'm going to pray for you, but this um, Easter outreach is um, coming up like we talked about, Minister Micah talked about, and we're going to actually just take a moment to um, receive an offering and give you the opportunity to sow into that. You know, for every year we have Easter egg hunts and we receive donations and stuff for kids. We're going to be doing all kinds of stuff like that at this um, Easter celebration. So you can be seated as the ushers come. And if you want to give into that, if you want to sow seed into that, um, I just see it as sowing seed into the harvest of, of this community. We pray and continually stretch our hands out, and we're doing an outreach now to go out and put action to our prayers. And so if you want to give this morning and use an envelope, you can just write all of your name and everything on that envelope. Make your checks out to KC if you're doing that. If you want to do text to give, you can do this 77977, and you can write um, Easter Celebration on there. I think there's a little bar that you can type in there. Christmas and Easter are the times when most people come to church. They might not come all year long, but they come because God, they have a, a 
a knowledge of God and they want to give God honor. And we are going to use this opportunity to preach the gospel and hopefully get people in church that don't know God, that don't have a home church. We don't like pulling people out of their own churches that they're already going to. We want people that don't know God to come in. We want a great harvest. And we are going to have that meeting afterwards. You know, maybe you can um, help pass out flyers or hang, hang posters or give handbills to people. So just want to encourage you to be a part of it. You'll have a great harvest. Amen. As you sow the seed of whatever it is, time, talent, and treasure. All right, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this Easter outreach that we're going to be doing, this celebration, Lord, of what you did on the cross. And God, we are asking for a great move of your spirit in our community. We've been contending and praying and believing for the lost to come in. Lord, bring the lost. Bring them, God. Lord, I pray that those handbills and those posters, that people who are just so desperate and don't know where to turn, Lord, that you would put them in the hands of those people, that they would see them hanging up. They would hear the advertising on the radio, those who've lost hope, those who are just desperate to find you and don't know how. God, bring them. Use this service, this Easter celebration service, God, to bring in souls. Father, we ask that you just touch every single person that's involved with this in the name of Jesus. And Lord, bless your people as they sow seed into this, this outreach this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And after you give, you can just stand up as we just get ready to close our service. I'm going to pray for, pray for us all this morning. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Lord, we just thank you for your word this morning. Lord, I ask, oh God, for, for your people, God, those who might feel like even in their hearts that they've cooled off in their passion for you. I pray this morning for a fresh revelation of the fear of the Lord. Lord, I ask, God, just that you would break in with power on our lives. We want to live rightly before you. We want to obey your commands. We want to obey your word. And Lord, I thank you that your word says that you have given us everything that we need for life and godliness. That is your spirit. And so we ask, oh God, this morning for a fresh touch of your spirit upon your people. Bring revelation. Tear down every stronghold as we read your word, as we believe your word. Put faith in your word, knowing that you are true. Your word is true. It never passes away. Give us a fresh fear of the Lord this morning. Lord, help us to teach it to our children and to those that are around us. So God, let us walk in the fear of the Lord. And we just honor you and we just thank you this morning for all that you're doing. You're great and mighty. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen and amen. Well, God bless you.